As soon as we suffer, it's God, take the suffering away. God, why am I suffering? What can we do to get out of the suffering? God, why have you abandoned me? You're not, okay, I'm suffering, God. How can I give you glory? God, I'm suffering. How can I give you honor? God, how can this situation bring you honor? Paul was keenly aware that even though God is using him, it's still God. You know, just being raw and real, it, it's so often, it's so easy to slip into, I'm doing these things for God because I love God, and I do but then I want credit for it. I want Welcome back to the WordCast podcast. This is Matt, my wonderful wife, April, and we are doing this podcast. This is episode two. If you haven't heard episode one, I highly recommend you go check that out. If you're in our YouTube channel, then you can click down in the description below. We'll have a link to episode one there. But this podcast is just going through and digging into scripture, verse by verse, going through and breaking down scripture. And so we started with the book of Philippians last week, and we're going to continue with Philippians chapter one this week. So I'm excited to jump in. Are you ready to jump in? Yes. Let's do it. I actually have my physical Bible. Woohoo! Not <laughs> just relying on technology. <laughs> Where's yours? Uh, it's on the screen up there. See, you see, I, be, I believe that God uses old school. God uses technology. Old school, <laughs> old school is good. Old school is good. I always, uh, when I was a youth pastor, I would always tell my, my youth that I would always tell them, one day technology is going to fail you and then you're not going to have a Bible. So uh, physical copy is good. You really need that. So let's read Philippians chapter 1. We're going to pick up in verse 19. We left off at 18 in the last episode. So let's read in 19. Because I know this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything. But now, as always, with all courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Now, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me. And I don't know which one I should choose. I am torn between the two. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. We'll, we'll stop right there. What's your initial thoughts on that little chunk of passage? My initial thought is it says, because I know this will lead to my salvation. What will lead to his salvation? Is it rejoicing will lead to his salvation? Is it the Christ being proclaimed? Is it the prayers and help from the Spirit? Is it all three? Um, uh, so it's a great question. I have a question. You have a question. I wasn't ready for a question. Um, no, I think it's a mixture of, of all three. Um, so he talks about his expectation and his hope, but Christ is going to be highly honored in his body. And I think, so your, your question is, what is he, what's for, say it one more time. Let's, let's just get this question right. <laughs> so um, right from the get-go, verse 19, it says, because I know this will lead to my salvation. And in the previous verse, it says, verse 18, um, starting in the middle of verse 18, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice, 
Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. So is it the rejoicing that's going to lead to salvation? Is it Christ being proclaimed? Uh, okay, now now I fully grasp your question. <laughs> <Is it>? uh, <laughs> to, to, I had to process, I had to process. So um, I think it's this concept. So he's in prison, and he's talking about him being in prison and him and the gospel going forth and being preached because he's in prison right and that's what yes. like that his imprisonment if we talked about that in the last episode that he was he would rejoice and be and be joyful in the fact that his life is laid down and he can enjoy or rejoice in prison because it's pushing the gospel forward and i think his salvation it, when it talks about this will lead to my salvation i think he's talking about the entirety of the circumstance that that he can rejoice and know that the gospel being proclaimed and everything, this is going to ultimately end in my salvation. At the end of the day, he, that's where he goes on and talks about, you know, I long to be with Christ. So like at the end of the day, he recognizes that whether he lives and, you know, for, for me to live as Christ to die is gain, whether I live and get out of prison and continue preaching the gospel, that's going to, that, that's something to rejoice in or whether I die and go be with Jesus at the end of the day, everything I'm going through, I get rewarded, right? Like the, my salvation, what, what's gonna, my freedom, whether it be natural freedom or I die and I go be with Jesus, there's freedom in that and there's salvation in that. So this ultimately is going to lead to my salvation, like regardless, either outcome doesn't matter to him. It's salvation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's, that's how I would take that. Um, is that this leading to his salvation and so through your prayers and help from the spirit that ultimately as he stays focused on what god has there comes a great result for him either way um th there's something that jumped out to me and i want your opinion on it i got All a question right. for you i got a question for you so <laughs> so he says i honored god with my body so he he says uh because of this, I know this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed of anything, but that now, as always, with all courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body. Mm -hmm. I think there's something significant there about Christ being honored in his body, especially in the context of what he's talking about. What, what are you, what's your opinion on that phrase and what he means by that? I think like through suffering, he mentions it. Paul mentions it several times that I am going to join with Christ in his sufferings, like Christ be honored through suffering. That was a big point in the Old Testament church. I feel like we don't say that, at least in the American church, we don't talk about, oh, I want to suffer for Christ and I'm no, going to reach, you know, the resurrection of the dead in suffering with Christ and I'm going to honor God by suffering in my body. That was a more of a theme, I feel like, in the New Testament church than in today's language. Yeah, I feel like sometimes we get so wrapped up, I guess. In... I'm going to honor God by wearing a cross t-shirt. <laughs> right. There's nothing wrong with wearing a cross t-shirt, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to honor God by, you know, going to church, which is great. Church is great, but we talk about ways we're going to honor God. I'm going to honor God by... You know, I'm going to write a scripture verse on my notebook. <laughs> I mean, all those things are good. And those yep. do honor God. We want to want to represent God. But the honoring God to Paul was in prison while he's suffering. 
he's going his body is going to be suffering for Christ. His body is suffering to proclaim the gospel. And as he's in Christ, as he's in jail, in Christ, in Christ, in jail, as he's in jail, as he's in prison, he is having joy yeah. and that honors Jesus. And he's going to continue to have joy and that's going to honor Jesus through suffering. Yeah, I think that's honoring God through suffering is, is a concept that, at least in the American church, we, we're, we don't talk yeah. about. As soon as we suffer, at least in, in my experience, as soon as we suffer, it's God, take the suffering away. God, why am I suffering? What's happening? What sin is there in my life? Or why why are we suffering? What can we do to get out of the suffering? God, why have you abandoned me? God, please, please, please get me out of this suffering. Not, okay, I'm suffering, God. How can I give you glory? God, I'm suffering. How can I give you honor? God, how can this situation bring you honor? Oh, my friend is suffering. How can I encourage them to honor them, to honor God, not them? How can I encourage them to honor God? through their trial, through their suffering. How can God get glory out of this suffering? It's just, no, God, take it away, take it away, take it away. Yeah, and I think that's that's the problem with our mindset, is the mindset isn't about actually honoring God. And this is, again, not to beat up on anybody or say everybody's wrong. Like, this is talk to me. I'm talking to me, right? Like, sometimes my mindset isn't what Paul had here, which is to to honor God, like that was the mindset, not to enjoy life, not to have the perfect life, not to uh, be blessed, which is a big thing. Give me my blessing. I want my blessing right now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that mindset for Paul, blessing to him was the gospel going forward. You know, he says to me to live as Christ, to die is gain. Like, to live as Christ, like for your benefit, it's good because I can be here to help disciple you and grow you and, and preach the gospel. And so it's good for me to stay. That was his viewpoint of life. Like, I don't care what happens to me. You know, it's not about me. It's about honoring God with my life or with my death in my body in whatever way. It's about honoring God. And I think there's a missing aspect sometimes in our own lives, especially with me, where I'm thinking about all the you know, the daily stuff of life that I'm not thinking about honoring God in the daily stuff of life. Like my mindset is focused on the natural. My mindset is focused on the things that are like going on in life. So we, we focus on, you know, Oh, my, ch- my children, and I've got this. And, you know, our son just had a basketball game. And, and even in that, my, my mindset is on, Oh, I want him to do good. No, I'm focused on him. And I'm all, and that's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's nothing wrong with focusing on what's happening in your life, but never once did it cross my mind in, in any of that is how can I get God honor? How can I give God honor through this? How can I teach my son to give God honor in playing basketball? How can I do, you know, my, my whole mindset is generally self-focused, whether I'm intending for it to be or not. And God's saying, can you turn your eyes off of yourself onto me and honor me in everything you go through? Yeah, and I think the key is that Paul had already died. Like Paul died to flesh. Yeah. He's a he's a dead man walking. He died to his self. And none of this works really. The true gospel doesn't work unless you die to yourself, unless you die to flesh. Yeah. And I feel like you're absolutely right. And that's a decision you, you have, have to, to die make daily. before. Yeah. Die daily. It's not a one time thing. The Bible says that you take up your cross 
you follow him, the Bible says to die daily, to lay down your life daily for God, for the kingdom, for the gospel. And it's a decision you have to make daily. Daily. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a decision that if you're not like intentional about making oh, that decision, be conscious. Yeah. If you're not, you can't, you're not going to just wake up and just subconsciously just, <laughs> die yeah. to yourself. And it's not, it's not something that it's a decision you need to make in advance of the suffering, right? Paul, Paul didn't make this decision once he was in prison. Yeah. He lived this decision before he was ever in prison. And I think that's the key is the time to make this decision isn't when everything is crashed down around you and you've got to reach out to God because, you know, because at that point it's just the, exactly what you were saying earlier. It's the, Oh God, we're, get me out of the suffering. Oh my goodness. What's happening. You know, and you're crying out to God because you need something from him. Whereas and you're not rejoicing in better it better and the situation is fixed. You're back to your old. Yeah. You just get right back to it. And that's why the decision has to be made. You know, now I make that decision now and, and I got to be conscious and intentional about that decision every day. Um, and it's in that moment in thinking through that and having that intention that we can truly honor God with our body at any moment, in anything, in any situation, life or death. We honor God with our body because we've made that decision in advance now for everything. Does that make sense? Yes. Got anything else in this passage? I don't think so. All right, let's look at the next couple of verses here. Let's see. So we just read verses 19 through 24. Now we're going to read the next couple of verses. Since I am persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your coming, or excuse me, for your progress and joy in the faith, so that because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. Just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or am absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord contending together for the faith of the gospel, not being frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sign of destruction for them, but of your salvation. And this is from God, for it has been granted to you on Christ's behalf, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are engaged in the same struggle that you saw I have, and now hear that I have. There is so much packed into those couple of verses. Um, that I think I want to take it piece by piece. So it starts out with, since I am persuaded, I know that I will remain, continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that because of my coming to you, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. Let's stop there. Just those couple of verses. Um, there's a couple of things that I think are interesting here. So Paul says he he knows that he will remain and continue so he's talking about in context of life and death here, you know, on earth. on earth. Yeah, he's saying he's gonna remain. He's not saying forever, and he's not saying that he'll he won't die or that he'll actually make it back to Philippi. I think he's saying that he's not gonna die. He's not gonna die. He's writing this, he's gonna get this sent out to them. He's saying that he's gonna remain alive for a period of time so he can continue um for their progress, right? You know, like he wants his mindset, just like we talked about in episode one, his mindset is the other people yeah, it's not about him it's a constant theme over and over and over again he's living for christ and he's living for others like for this their sake 
he's not me focused. He's God focused and others in Christ focused. Always. And it's a, it's a constant Even in jail. It's a constant theme throughout all of Paul's epistles, right? It's really the theme of the Bible. I said it last last week. It's the theme of the Bible is love God, love people, right? Like everything about the Bible is selflessness. It's laying down self for the sake of the gospel, laying down self for the sake of God. So love God, love others. But I think it's interesting, one thing that about that verse that sticks out to me, he says he'll remain, but then he says for the so that they can boast in Christ, right? Like even Paul says, even though I will remain, even though I'm here to help build you up, this isn't about me. Your boasting is not in Paul. Your boasting is not in the fact that I've helped and ministered to you and helped spread the gospel to you and helped establish you and helped grow you. Your, your boasting is in Jesus because this is the work of Jesus. Paul was keenly aware that even though God is using him, it's still God. Yeah. It's not him. It's not just anything special about Paul. And I think this is another area that sometimes we can be, if we're not careful, God, like we can get prideful and what we do for God becomes about us. Like, right. Yeah. Like I'm doing this for God. For God, look, look what I'm doing for God, and because I, look at me and what I'm doing, you people better get it together because I'm really having a hard time here. No, that's not what his attitude. It's not his attitude at all, and that's our attitude. At least mine. Sometimes I know, you know, just being raw and real. It, it's so often it's so easy to slip into. I'm doing these things for God because I love God, and I do, but then I want credit for it. I want you like I want I want to be get that credit for what I'm doing and rather than God get the credit for what I'm doing. And that's a selfish motivation. I mean it truly is. And it's so easy to slip into. And I just feel like if we're not careful, we could slip into it without even realizing that's our motivation. Is us getting credit check for what heart. we're doing. Yeah. Check your heart. If if there's anything we can say to you today, check your heart. Check yourself. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> uh, so it's so easy and, and we just have to make sure that we're careful not to take God's place. It's, it's really a form of idolatry, whether we realize it or not. We're, when we want the credit, when we want others to boast in us for even if it's us doing the thing, God's the one using us. And when we want the credit for it, we're really putting ourselves in the position of God and it's a form of idolatry. Well, too, like that's God's glory. Like it's supposed to be what we're supposed to be glorifying God through suffering, glorifying God with our lives. And when we want the glory, if we think about it and shift our mindset, like if we want that glory, do you really want to take glory away from Jesus? Like that's a sobering thought. Like if you shift your mindset to that, like I want to give God all the glory and I'm singing, you know, all the glory to you, God. God, I want to give you all the glory. Then secretly, there's a place in my heart where I want the glory. And I'm like, if I can picture in my mind, like me sitting in front of Jesus, worshiping and being like, okay, just give me a little bit of the glory. I'm just trying to take a little bit. Like, to, that's like ludicrous. Like, that's like scary. Crazy. It's sobering. And the fear of the Lord should keep me from like, um, that's, that's crazy. Like, thinking like taking glory from God. But in reality, if you want glory, if you want recognition, if you want credit, if you're taking glory, you're trying to take glory from Jesus. And that's a sobering thought. And that's a 
Yeah. I feel like if you could try to train your mind to think that way, it would change your. It would, and it's process. it's one of those things that I feel like we just it goes back to being intentional, intentionally thinking about that because that's a theme. <laughs> it's a theme. Be intentional. Um, we it's easy to slip into wrong patterns mm -hmm. of thinking and not even notice it because you're not being intentional with yeah. the way you're thinking. You got to renew your mind. Renew, renew your mind. Renew it with uh, God. And, and I think that's that's a huge key to walking with God is and dying daily. It's really laying down my life and being intentional about the way I'm thinking. It's not just my actions. I think sometimes we think about dying to self and and what we if we think of what we do, we don't think about what we think. We yeah. don't think about the inward patterns, the inward mindsets. What you think is what you do, really. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Bible says it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. It's, it's what's in you that's going to come out. And so your ways of thinking will impact your actions. And if you have wrong views of God, if you have wrong thinking patterns, that's going to ultimately come out in destruction in a way that you may not have recognized or saw coming. And Paul had... And, and, Paul's not, he's a sinner just like the rest of us, right? He's not, Paul's not like some super, like sometimes I think we do this in the church. Sometimes we take these people and put them on pedestals. David, Paul, like the you know, Catholic church does, like yeah. saint. sainthood. Paul. Paul, Paul was just a man and he was a sinner. He wasn't perfect. Even after following Jesus, that didn't mean he magically became perfect, but he did live intentionally dying to self to the point that he he mastered this concept of I'm living for others, for God and for others, not for myself. And Paul mastering that mindset helped him be able to rejoice in prison, helped him be able to endure suffering and without that selfish mindset. Uh, going back to those verses we were looking at, there's a couple of things here. It talks about, so we read, since I'm persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you. We read that part. Then he says, just one thing, and this is important. He said, just one thing. If he wants to make sure everyone's aware of this. Like, look, I know you're, you're doing good. You're, uh, I'm going to come to you again. You can boast in Christ Jesus, but there's just one thing you need to keep in mind. As citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel, not being frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sound of destruction for them, but of your salvation and this is from God, for it has been granted to you on Christ Jesus' behalf, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him since you are engaged in the same struggle. He, he says, look, this one thing you need to keep in mind, live your life worthy of the gospel. That's interesting. Why? Because you're a citizen of heaven. Live your life worthy of the gospel because you are a citizen of heaven. What are your thoughts on that? Um. It seems like it's a big thing. <laughs> it's like just one thing. Just, just one just, little thing. By the way, just, just one little thing. One thing. Live your entire life worthy of the gospel of Christ. <laughs> no, okay, then. Not, not, not a big deal. No. Just just keep this one thing in mind. This one little thing. That's all I have to do. <laughs> I think it's it's interesting. Live your life worthy of the gospel. And But I think the key is how do I do that? How do I live my life worthy of the gospel? Well, he tells us. You do it by standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, 
And he talks about um, not being afraid or frightened by your opponents. Contending together for the faith of and, the gospel. Yeah, contending together for the faith. Living my life worthy of the gospel as a citizen of heaven is unifying together and contending for the faith. It, it's, it's us coming together in one accord, in one love, one faith, caring about each other. And I think this is the secret. This is what Paul's saying. How am I able to rejoice in prison? You know, I've laid down my life. I've done all these things. How, how am I able to contend for the gospel? Like his whole point was the gospel being advanced because he's in prison. So if he's saying, look, I'm contending for the gospel, but here's how I'm standing with you. This is the key, I think, to finding the ability to rejoice in suffering is that you're not alone. You're, you're not living for you. You're living for others. You're a citizen of heaven. So in that mindset, all the people before you that yeah. have the great cloud of witnesses that are have gone before you, and then the people with you now, like you're part of something. Yeah, like you're not, you're not a part. You're not just you. Yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're, you're not Christ. contending for the gospel. That makes that. I know what you said it sounds. I was just one small thing. Is you know, just live your life worthy of the gospel. But here's the key: I'm not doing that alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not in this alone. And I think sometimes we get such, especially in an American culture, we we have such an individualistic. We I said it right. Oh, this said it right. I said it right. If you don't know what we're talking about, check out the last episode. <laughs> Um, but we have such that that such mindset, like we talked about in the last episode, that this idea that we feel like we're doing it alone, we feel like we have to figure this out alone, and live this Christian walk alone. And when we, when we struggle, when it's hard, we're doing it alone. But Paul says, no, you can live your life worthy of the gospel. How by being in one accord, by being in unity, by by doing this together, contending together for the faith. You're you're not doing this alone. We're doing this together. We're doing this with our church families and our communities. We are living this life for the gospel as a group and not as an individual. And I think if we can get that mindset, it'll mindset. make your Christian walk mindset. It'll get your Christian walk so much better because when you struggle, you can actually turn to someone. And I think that's, what, that's what's bringing Paul joy here. He's, he's struggling in prison like suffering in prison. But the gospel is being advanced. But the gospel is being advanced yeah. because he's I not doing like about I feel like that's all stuff. he cares about, like the gospel being advanced. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm in prison, but the gospel is being advanced. It's it's working. The gospel is being advanced. Like, yeah. Like getting the gospel out. That's what I'm here for. That's what, I'm a citizen of heaven, and that's what I'm here for is to get the gospel out. And we're doing this together. We're getting the gospel out. And that's all he cares about. Like location doesn't matter. What's happening to his body doesn't matter. Because all he cares about is the gospel is being advanced. That's his mindset. And I feel like that is not always my mindset. Like no. the gospel is being advanced. That's all we care about. The gospel is being advanced. And I love it because he, he has that mindset because others are doing it, right? Others are preaching the gospel. He's in prison. He's writing letters, but he can't w travel around and preach and speak and talk to people like he, he was before he was arrested. But he's saying, look, I'm not doing this alone. I have invested in you. Now you're carrying the gospel. And you're, as, you, as news spreads of me being in prison for this, it's causing people to listen to your message. Like, like we're together. We're contending for this together. And I think that's the key. Get, if you're not, if you don't have a community, and, and I know there might be some random situation where you just can't, 
But for the most part, everybody, you should get into a Christian community. If you think, if you go to a church where you just kind of fade into the background and there's no community, you need to look at that and either try to build community where you're at. And if it's impossible, you need to go somewhere where you can build community with other believers. It's not impossible because Paul is in jail and somehow he's writing letters from jail, even if it's like a community online or something with Mm -hmm. believers. I mean, he's in prison and he's somehow having a, he's maintaining a form of community with the, the church. True. And, in jail. Get, so, even in jail. Even in jail. Wherever you're at, you need to build connections and community. Stand together. Contend for the faith together, not alone. I feel like it's easy to make excuses. Even if it's your family unit, like your children yeah. or your spouse or a parent or something, start there building a community. Like if you're your spouse, your if you're I mean, if you're listening to this right now or watching this right now on YouTube. That means you have internet access, right? <laughs> on the internet, there are groups you can get Just involved in. Just be careful. Make sure everything's biblically based. But there, there's groups online that you can get involved with to get even just conversations going, even if it just helps you build your faith by having other Christians to talk to. Get in community. That's kind of Paul's thing here, that he loves God, loves others. His life is laid down for others. Well, it's hard to have your life laid down for others if you're not around others. You need to get around others. You need to get um, in others. And there should be two things. You should have Christian community that you can you know, walk with, and then you should have others that you lay your life down for um, to reach them. You should be pouring into others. You should be getting poured into. Yes, it should be both and. So don't look for just people around you who pour into you all the time. Yeah. Lay down your life to pour into others. Don't be a SpongeBob Christian where you just soak in and soak in. So for those of you who don't know, April's dad. <laughs> and April's dad, I've heard him say that. He was a he was a pastor. He's passed away on, on with the Lord today. But but he he used to say that. Don't be a SpongeBob Christian. Don't just soak up, soak up, soak out, soak up. Be willing to be squeezed out. Squeezed. And I think that's a good place to, to end this. I think I think there's a call to you. If you're listening to this episode, there's this is the call for this episode. Two things. Number one, be intentional about He's really proud of I'm, I'm oh, really proud of intentional. Was it that no it wasn't intentional. It was individualistic. Individualistic, I got Sorry, that right. I got it wrong. I got that right. But uh be intentional. Be intentional about your your choices. Be intentional about your daily dying to self for the sake of the gospel, for Jesus and for others. Love God, love people. And I think number two, be intentional about going and finding people to love and to pour into, as well as people to help build you up. Get in community, get around others. Comment down below if you're on uh, YouTube, comment down below and, and tell us, you know, where you're from, if, if you're struggling finding a community, maybe I can look out into your area and see if I can find a good place I could recommend. So comment down below. We love you guys. Excited to to keep going with these episodes. So if you're getting some out of this, make sure if you're, we're on Spotify and uh, we're on a Google Podcasts as well as right here on YouTube. So if you haven't found us yet, go find, you know, well, you found us. If you're, if you're listening to this, you had to have found us, right? So if you found us, great. But if you haven't found us on one of those platforms and want to do an audio only, or if you want to find video, 
My YouTube channel is The Word Room on YouTube. And uh, excited to keep going with these episodes. But uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later.